Yeah, so I got up early this morning. Okay. Rolled out of bed. It's dark out, you know? Or the As it is in winter. Yeah. It's the hardest thing about waking up, is just waking up to darkness. And I remember that Doey's been, or at least, yeah, yesterday when we were working out, he was saying, gotta watch the new Bean video. Homesick. So I find it. That was the first 25 minutes of my morning. Okay. Beans. Before coffee? Uh, sipping, during coffee. Sipping as we go. Yeah. I, I definitely am going to need to watch it again, and that's something that brought up with Josh yesterday was, was that parkour videos, and this is kind of what's happened to us a couple times with recent reviews on them. So you put it on, you're watching, you're kind of just, you're trying to get into it. You know, you're trying to get into it. And if there's not a lot bringing you into it, then it kind of falls flat, especially for guys like us that have just seen a lot of these types of videos for 15 plus years. So I definitely need to give it a rewatch. I know you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. First initial thought was, if you had shown me a tricking video or a skate video, I would have been like, cool, I don't know how hard a lot of this stuff is. <laughs> but I like some of it, you know, some of it, uh, some of it is cool stuff. And then kind of similar to last week when we were talking about Jaden Harris's videos, it's not really my favorite flavor of parkour when the spots are flat and there's not a lot of structures involved and it's, it's a very trick heavy style. But it's also kind of something that is of the, like, where they're from. Because I think they're all, like, California kids, if I'm not mistaken. Or, except, oh, except for Ross. Ross is not, sorry, they're from all, they're, they're a little spread I think out. a lot of them live in Colorado now. Huh, okay. Because I know, like, Josh Malone is a California kid. Who now, I think, is in Colorado. Okay. Because they got, so they have better spots out there, but they're choosing these, <laughs> like, spots that I wouldn't call spots. Things you'd walk by where it's like, there are two boxes there. All right. <laughs> well, this is, so this is a good question. So, you know, it's how, how much of styles are dictated by the environment that you're in. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I, I mean, personally, I have always been around, like, pretty interesting architecture and so I've been more on the traditional parkour side of things but I would say that what interested me from the start was the traditional parkour so it's it's what I saw in videos as well so it's like there's like the cultural element and then there's literally the environmental element and which one of those is more is playing more heavily into the bean style coming out right now mm-hmm is it because their spots are flat or is it more because that's what they're interested in and that's the movement style that they're interested in pursuing? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's probably a bit of both. And when I, we were talking to, again, Josh Doey working out yesterday and he started parkour in Calgary. And Calgary, like downtown, we were there recently and they got spots, you know. Um, there's a lot that we got kicked out of, but we, we, you know, we explored for like a day Two days, really. Yeah. Um, but, but I think, like, both of us would agree that if we lived there, we would find 
oh, yeah. the things to There's do. There's lots of cool stuff. To There's do also some very accessible rooftop run things that we did not explore. But the main style that came out of Calgary mm -hmm. was more of like a trick based, mm -hmm. like almost bean style yeah. before beans. And those existed. guys, like the Pony Boys from Calgary, love the bean style. And part of that too is their their winters are so harsh that you're forced into an indoor facility. And they had gymnastics gyms. They also had a place before uh, Breathe actually acquired this space called No Limits. Mm. And it was a very small like parkour slash ninja slash tricking space. So they didn't have a lot of structures. They had like and then they had like a foam box. And so th this is where, yeah, this is where those guys developed their style in the in the colder months and the months where they couldn't really train and then when it's time to go outside they're going to their the, i mean the spots there are kind of flat you know the the planters and, and whatnot there's definitely a lot of things like if you have the right person mm -hmm. go you know in that in that world you're gonna see a lot more traditional parkour being yeah. done in the in the yeah like when, when they used to have century gardens um when it was actually before it got demolished, like that was a great place to do a lot of parkour if you didn't get kicked out. Yeah. For context, Century Gardens yes. was this massive fountain spot that was on the same level of Freeway Park if you've ever been to Seattle mm -hmm. or, um, or Cat Fountain as it's called in Denver. Similar, like, I think it's all the same uh, ar architect that designed those structures. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking about like who else is in beans. So, like you mentioned Ross and Ross mm -hmm. is from Colorado Springs and I actually don't think there's very many spots in Colorado Springs. In fact, like the only spot I can think of, of from Colorado Springs is Cottonwood Park, which is that playground that Dante Grazioli and all those guys came up mm -hmm. on, which makes a lot of sense because I mean, they were just teaching themselves how to flip into wood chips. Yeah. For the first, you know, five to ten years, right? So, and now it's, now, you know, Ross is, you know, he has actually quite a, uh, a diverse ability. Like, like he could jump, he could do mm -hmm. lots of different things, but he's, I think he's choosing more to do a lot of this unique new age style that we're seeing. Yeah, the, the video itself, I'll say, is also kind of more just like a documentation of sessions they had as a, sometimes it's two of them sometimes it's three sometimes it's a bigger group but it seems to be more group focused and not the, the only i guess problem i have with the the video and it being a longer one is some of the stuff we've been talking about recently with longer videos where some fluff gets in there mm -hmm. so there are actually some really um, some really cool bits that would be really hard for me to describe on camera. Yeah, Un unfortunately, <laughs> I, I haven't had the chance to watch it, so like we can't really we'll, have we'll, a full we'll, conversation. We can get about into this. it next week. We can get into it next week. Like, but but on the topic of length, I mm. literally pulled it up yesterday because we were supposed to have this discussion yesterday, and I was like, mm -hmm. oh, let me pull up Homesick, and we'll quickly watch it right before we. <laughs> and I was like expecting like a five minute video, but and then I was like. Ah, 25 minutes, we don't have time to do this right now. Mm -hmm. So um, I will get to it, and uh, I meant to get to, the, to it this morning, but I was I had too many other things happening. So yeah. couldn't get to it, but uh, maybe next week we'll talk about in in depth, we'll break it down <laughs> from top to bottom. 
I don't know. I don't know how much I'm gonna be able to break down. <laughs> it's it's funny because it's uh, we at one point um, we said before like we talked about parkour on a spectrum. Now we're looking at it as more of a circle, and I would say like what I do is right in the center of that circle. Okay. If, <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. If it was a spectrum, I would be on one end of the spectrum, but. If it's a circle, I'm in the middle of that circle, and I would say like the bean style is kind of, kind of falling on the edge of that circle in in some aspects, not in not in all, but you know some of the stuff that's a lot more, it's a lot more tricking heavy. It's just a lot more um, tricking or um, like big air parts of big air moves, I guess. When you borrow from skiing, there's a little bit of like footworky stuff, which is. Some of it's cool, some of it's a little bit, you know, I could I could put a Steve Carell track over it and it would fit perfectly. Cause it just looks like parkour, parkour, you know, when they're like spinning around on their don't, heels and stuff. Don't so, ever say I that. I mean, that's what it was. I, I judge parkour uh, content a lot of times like that when someone does something, um, even, um, you know, a guy that we praise a lot on here, like the Matt McCreary's, some, sometimes stuff comes out where it's like, if it's if it's very silly looking, than it is, you know, and it's and it's just uh, I feel like I yeah, can. It's interesting, like looking at looking at clips or videos or, or movement that happens mm -hmm. from the lens of somebody who's never heard or seen of parkour before, mm -hmm. and just like what would they think? Yeah, if you've shown there's particular there's parts and beans. There's one where there's like a bin and it's raining and they're spinning around on it. And have, they're having fun, you know, and it, that's actually something I really appreciated about the videos. It um, actually really captured. How much fun they're having and then there's another part where they're there's they separated it into parts so there's a part called bump and it's one of those like playground uh rubber mounds. oh yeah, yeah and there's some there's some weak stuff in that part oh, okay. there's some stuff where it's like i could do that and i don't do this stuff <laughs> so <laughs> um so there is some, there is some some weaker stuff in there like i said that fit in but i i don't think that was the intention of the video for it to be like 25 minutes of bangers i think it's just supposed to be like a vibe and oh is, for sure and yeah. and it's honestly that's kind of getting back to like a lot of the earlier mm -hmm. earlier content that came came out in parkour which yeah. is vibes lifestyle and that was some of what really inspired Mm -hmm. our generation early on too right um yeah. well it inspired again say uh, josh doey again like he went out with his homies the other day and they they, they had, had a, a session it was a very like bean inspired session you know and that's what it's interesting that want. beans is a group of like people that are doing like a type of style but mm -hmm. now we're taught we're calling it it's like bean style and, and it's funny. It's funny you mentioned the circle, like the parkour circle, and you're mm -hmm. right in the middle. And I'm, I'm thinking about this, and it's like, yeah, like how much of this is a different sport yeah. <laughs> or a different to, activity? To describe, we'll give a little visual, on-screen visual here. So if you imagine this circle here, I wasn't trying to flip everyone off. Uh, <laughs> what we're what we're saying is that you have outside of the circle, you have gymnastics, tricking, climbing skiing, just anything that parkour borrows from and then parkour is within the circle. But I would say like the more, so <laughs> the reason why we think both of us are in the middle of the circle is because you look at what we do and it's definitely parkour. So <laughs> you get further outside of the circle when it's, when it's like, is this still parkour? 
right? You get further to the to the edges there, and I think that's where the the bean stuff falls. Yeah, and and it's it's funny though because I mean, okay, so the analogy of like skiing and snowboarding, you're doing it on the same environments, but you're using a different uh, different tool to achieve it. Mm-hmm. So, but snowboarding and skiing are different sports. So it's like, if I start doing exclusively bean stuff, am I now doing a different sport? This is parkour and free running debate 2.0. Instead, <laughs> it's parkour and beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I wonder if they consider themselves like people who are free runners. I think, I think free running, the term free running has just become like a cop out for, I don't know. There's, I know there's people, there's athletes out there that are strongly disagree and have their own sort of nomenclature that they recognize and their own vocabulary they recognize and what free running means. But I, universally we're getting so far away from the term free running like it just you just hear it less and oh, less. Oh yeah, and and I think that in general it, it's falling out of favor, and mm-hmm. we're, and I I've always disliked the term free running, um, but if somebody if somebody knew of parkour as being what beans are doing, and then they saw you out doing parkour, they'd be like. That's not parkour. <laughs> or like a, and how would you like feel more about of like that? a skill challenge, uh, a skill challenge, or a, yeah, or a, like or a speed say, or a speed run? Yeah, let's like say a you're doing a speed run. Yeah, yeah, let's say you're doing a mm-hmm. speed run or something, mm-hmm. and somebody was like, "That's not parkour. I've seen parkour before." Mm-hmm. Yeah, how would you feel well, about? It's weird too, because like I do some things that still use more traditional moves, but aren't, you know, the. So so much of what we do is inefficient anyway, but, uh, you know, like if I were to do a dive, I'm thinking of, I have a line in my head right now that I did recently where it was like a dash vault, I did like a turn mount, and then I did a dive roll onto a block. Mm-hmm. So I have like I have like a spinny move that is definitely not efficient, but it got me facing the other direction. And then I have like a dive, so they're all like covering ground, but it was a pretty tight spot type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually closer to bean style. The difference is um, less of them. I have less variation on my movements. Like if I did, instead of a dive roll, if I did a roll full, like roll full, instead of a dash vault, if I did, I don't know, some sort of like between the legs vault with a grab or whatever. And then, you know, if I did the turn mount, if I did, uh, or palm spin up or whatever you want to call it, if I added like an extra spin in there, that sort of starts to fit more more bean style, plus you know a little switch walk in the middle, and then you know we're we're right on there. Well, <laughs> so I but but, is what it I just var- but say, is it just variation that we're seeing, right? Like, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I I would still definitely categorize it as parkour because they are doing still quite a bit of use of of, of structure um, and use of trying to like create with with the like things there's there's numerous things that you could only do with the structures that they're using and so i think okay. that becomes more into the definition of parkour but yeah it is a, it is a weird circle that we're it's a weird circle we're in 
Um, yeah, I yeah I I just think about like a lot of it's just like what I do is so different from what so many other like styles are like mm-hmm. even a uh, Matt McCreary I do my practice is very different from Matt McCreary's mm-hmm. practice but um, I would say I my it's closer to Matt's mm-hmm. than it is to than it is to Josh Malone's yeah. There's a thing I've been saying to but myself is closer to Josh for the last couple of years, and, and it was tough because the last couple of years I've been trying to come back from an injury, and I've, I have goals. I have goals that fit really into the style that I've developed for as long as I've been doing parkour. But I keep saying to myself, like, I want to train with, like, Josh Doey or someone that just does stuff that is completely different just to have that, uh, not really the progress, like, there's... There's so many ways you can go with with any sport, really. You can get better at what you're already good at, which is just gonna be like slower. You're gonna have these tiny incremental increases. You, know, you can have mental increase, you can have technical, you can have physical increases there. But it's gonna be very slow if you're already really good. Like with dive holes for you, for example, mm-hmm. like your progression, progression maybe in the last couple of years, like very very like small improvements were, were likely made. And then occasionally you have like a mental breakthrough to do something you've never done before, right? Um, you can also get better like creatively, which also I guess <laughs> fits with the Divel's example. You start to find different way, different ways to do what you're already good at, um, or start to do different moves entirely, and uh, or you can just learn, you know, maybe what you're bad at too. You could, you know, start learning that. And so we kind of all lump all these things in together as progression, but I've always kind of stayed in my lane for the most part. <laughs> And so, like, progression has just been so damn slow that way. Whereas anytime you try to learn something new or try to work on something that you're bad at, like, I've been spending more time recently, this last couple of weeks, working on lashes again and, you know, making some uh, small improvements there, but it's because I'm already not very good at them, and so there's a lot of room for improvement. And the other thing I want to do is just, yeah, start just trying to do stuff that, that I wouldn't normally do because it... Uh, keeps me keeps me in the sport. Keeps me like I'm, you know, able to watch things and be like, I get what this is because I'm around it a lot more. Um, and I think that would help me a lot with being able to, especially comment on videos like mm. like a Bean video if if I'm actually engrossed in that a bit more because I have a pretty good handle on the uh, jumps and strides and downs and ups and stuff, but <laughs> and vaults, but not the uh, yeah, definitely not the Bean style. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely went through a phase of my training where it was I was really trying to progress on flips. Partially because I was teaching our flips program at the time. <laughs> um, so I was like, I need to be fresh and mm. I need to know what the hell I'm doing yeah. and kind of go through the process. But uh, I've since stopped that and I don't really do any flips except for <laughs> side flips. Again, it's, it's just so easy. It's, I think you'll agree, it's just so easy for me to put off because you only have so much time. And if I have goals that I really care about, it's like, yeah, I'm going to put everything into those goals. And it's, you just, uh, yeah, you fill your cup with everything you can. And if it's filled with a lot of stuff that you're already like focused on, then you're not going to be able to branch out. So you mentioned, so you mentioned, you know, you know, you know, your, your jumps, your strides Mm -hmm. and your ups and your downs. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to change the topic here. Yeah, I was hoping this would segue to it. Talk about the ups and the downs Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And we mean, we're not talking about emotional ups and downs. (laughs) 
We're talking about uh, the vertical element of parkour, right? So mm -hmm. ascending and descending. So descending definitely being the more popular one as of late, which will. That's another topic. I, I don't know, because like a, ascent, ascent game, like a, Descent, I think, got really popular, mm -hmm. and then Ascent game got really popular, and I think now it's, it's, it's kind of like got to the point where we're seeing similar interests in both. You must be following different people than me. Well, like the rise of Shane Parkour was like after the whole Descent craze. I feel like the Descent craze is still, like we're still in it though. I know it's not... The, yeah, the, because, the we're craze, seeing, because we're yeah. seeing Joe Scandra do more interesting and different ways to do descents and not just the same. I think as more people have learned, excuse me, how to be okay with like cat drops, um, just, the, just the, the handful of simple techniques that you can do mm -hmm. to get down balconies. And so they've learned to be, um, some people have discovered that they're, they're mentally tough at able to, being able to get up to up levels after they figured out, you well, know. Well, let's say let's, I'm going to say something controversial here. Mm -hmm. It's easier to do descents than it is to ascend. Well, mental. Well, not mentally, okay. not mentally. <laughs> but but Techn it, like mentally, the technique. if it's high, like look at uh, okay, so Matt Jang who does both. Yep. Some of the some of the stuff he some of the ups he does are look terrifying because mm -hmm. he's letting go and dynoing up. Oh so yeah, it's, so for it's sure. definitely harder. Yeah, I mean one in one asp in one example, gravity's working in your favor, and the other one it's not. Yep, exactly. So so descending is actually weirdly more accessible. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you can't climb up something, you're restricted by how high yeah, you well, can climb. Another example. This is like. It, it it used to irritate me, and many things do, as you know, mm -hmm. um, but it used to really irritate me when people would make posts saying, first descent I've ever done, or just starting to do descents. And it's usually like the most hand touches you've seen, like they're, they're just doing all the touches you can possibly do, they're not actually doing drops. Um, and then a lot of times what we classify too as, as um, in that realm is, is, you know, you can do a lot of hat touches, and then there's some people like I would say like a Sean Higgins, I think if he's using the term descent, he means full drops. I don't even think it, I think it's the dynamic full drops. It has yeah, to be, otherwise it's not even, technique. otherwise like you're learning how to do a descent. So I think he's actually putting words in his mouth, but you know, we have one out here uh, that he called a beginner one mm -hmm. that I can't even touch, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> and, it's, and it's because it's a full drop, so you need to do, you, you got your feet dangling to like a three foot drop to a ledge or something um, and then grabbing a rail in front of you. And that's why he found it easy because there's like a rail in front of you, whereas he's experienced ones where you have to like re-grab the wall that you're putting your hands on. I don't want to get too much off topic here because I know you want to go back to climbing. But um, <laughs> just what I wanted to say there was, was that, yeah, it is more accessible and it's because you can, uh, you can crawl down something. You know, if you can if you can get yourself over to the edge, you can crawl down. It's just that sometimes, I'll, personally, I'll avoid that one because public exposure. I don't like getting kicked out. We talked about that a bit last week. I'm trying to get over it. I'm trying to expose myself more. <laughs> Hopefully this summer. <laughs> Yikes! Not in the, not in the trench don't coat. Don't take that. Not in the trench coat context. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to get trying to get a little bit um, a little bit looser with uh, what I'm willing to do parkour on, we'll say. 
anyways, uh, a lot of times, like, I just won't, particularly if I'm training alone, I won't do stuff like that just because it looks, it just looks sketchy. Um, it just feels sketchy. And if I'm not in my head thinking I'm going to be crawling down the outside of this so that I can work up to the drops, then it's not even worth it for me to crawl down the outside. Mm-hmm. If the plan in my head is I'm crawling down because eventually I'm going to do these drops, then cool. There we go. I, I think part of it too is I'm just I'm not <laughs> I'm not motivated personally to to go and put myself in at one because it's going to take me a long time mentally to commit to drops that are up high. So I know that it's just like oh it's going to take so much work. Um, but two is like I just am not. I think I'm just comparing myself to to some of the guys that are great at it, you know? And it's like, oh, they would start at the seventh story. So if I do two stories, it's not really worth it. <laughs> they wouldn't start at the seventh story. Yeah, yeah. They but, would but start they, at the they, lower story. They would, they would complete it from there. And I'm like, that would take me months. So, so this is, so, but yeah, I mean, that, that, but that shouldn't, it shouldn't stop you though, because mm-hmm. you could still like develop technique and more strength of mind at lower levels yeah. and if you can find the lower levels that's whatever. true which is not often <laughs> the case you're not always able to find those yeah. so um so i think the, the the there's a problem with descents being too accessible uh explain that to me explain explain too accessible just too just, accessible meaning that because so the technique itself is not particularly challenging, especially if you're not even doing the cat drop, you're just like crawling yourself down. Yeah. So it becomes very accessible to somebody who's just a little bit strong mentally mm-hmm. to like start. Yeah, quick, quick aside question. If you're dropping down and this is climbing, so you're bouldering, mm-hmm. is that a dyno? Is that a down dyno? Like if, if you showed a climber, someone who's really into climbing, and you showed them a cat drop, would they be like, oh, that was a cool down dyno? Or is it just so hard is, to define? I mean, of- I, as you know, I'm not a climber. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I would expect that yes, because it's you're not controlling the descent like in a slow, I've, I've static a, manner, it yeah. would be considered dynamic, which is what dyno is short for. So yes, I would say a drop down with both hands would be a double dyno. Okay. Because I've been in a climbing gym before where I've heard like down dyno or drop, you know, aside from someone. So the the other way to just kind of just describe it for, for listeners is, is we're saying crawling, but really you're climbing down. You yeah. Know? Like we're, we're kind of, I think you're definitely climbing down. It's just that if there's a point where it's more dynamic, there's definitely like a let go, then it's a downward dyno. Yeah. Well, just the way I think about it is like if at any point you don't have any contact with the structure, Mm -hmm. like that is the cat drop that you're doing. If you are maintaining even only one point of contact, you're reducing the dynamicness of it if I could use yeah. such a word. And it's also becoming um, infinitely more accessible because you're now not having to actually let go. So it's so there's obviously levels, different levels that you can take it to and different structures will 
enable you to either use Mm -hmm. more points of contact or would require you to do less points of contact. But even at like, we'll say the more advanced level of like fully releasing cat drops, that is a relatively simple technique that's not too difficult to learn if you have like a lower, if you have a, you know, a bottom level that you can practice Mm -hmm. it on, right? And so therefore, descents themselves are 90% mental and very has low technical or physical requirements. I think I think I mostly agree with that. Maybe not the same percentage, but I don't know what I would put it at. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, but I can but I can I can agree with like the the spirit of what you're saying there. Okay. Um, and so the point we're trying to establish here, and I hope everyone's not hearing that a bunch. Of, <laughs> we got some construction going on in the gym, um, so we could definitely hear it. I don't know if it's going to pick up on here. So apologies if you hear any drill sounds through the rest of this pod, but. You're, so you're saying that going up is less accessible because of the strength requirement or the technical requirement or both? Strength, technical, and mental. Yeah. If you're, well, if you're going higher, for sure. If you're yeah. going higher, yeah. Um, but yeah which, sure. which is also why we don't see it. I exactly. Think, too. Yeah. Like you don't see a Joe Scandrit. You see him going down 10 stories. You don't see him going up 10 stories. No. Well, he also, did. Also, in a lot of ways, he it did would be in the almost, in the capstone. He did climb up those ten stories, but it's obviously slow and not mm-hmm. like particularly exciting to watch. So yeah. that's cut out. So anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so the reason, so so one one reason that we wanted to bring this up is uh, there's been two recent, very recent cat drop descent bales. Mm. Do you still want to talk about climbers? I do, but yeah, okay. we'll get to it. Okay, all right. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do that next. We'll do that so next. this is why I'm saying okay. it's like, it's too accessible. Yeah. Right? Uh, okay. You could be, mm-hmm. you, like, and this isn't to take away, I mean, so one of these, one of these bales was from Christian Green, mm-hmm. who has been doing parkour for a while and is ex- relatively experienced yeah. in this. Well, well, real quick on Christian Green. He was the first guy from Colorado I ever met, and that had to have been... I want to say pre, maybe 2010, something like that, somewhere around 2010, maybe before, maybe a little before, a little after. We had a session at Freeway Park. We met in Seattle. I was like, Colorado people are great. They're just like Vancouver people. This is awesome. Anyway, great guy, uh, Christian Green. I'm not sure if he's a listener, but great guy. And uh, he took a break from parkour, but he's been at it for a while. He also, I believe, trained in the circles, at least of the we'll say the founders of the Descent Movement, right? So we're not talking about someone who just saw videos and was like, I'll give this a whirl. He, he is, uh, he's very much in it. And yeah, as you're alluding to, he He basically fell suffered. like two and a half stories or something mm-hmm. like that and ended up breaking his ankle and I think hit his head and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He's seemingly totally okay otherwise. Yeah. Um, you know, he's obviously got his foot in a cast. Um, but uh, he he did write a post about it and sh- and shared it and basically was talking about how he rushed the process on this one and he was, um, you know, he kind of took it for granted mm-hmm. or like or took like the preparation for granted and just kind of like went for it, um, which is not 
recommended if you're doing stuff, first of all, at height, but also if you're doing something with a high level of risk in general. Um, but the other one was somebody from, I think, Taiwan who fell from like three stories and got a concussion and that one. Is that the one you showed me? That was the, yeah. Okay. That was the one I showed you. It, and that one's pretty rough. Luckily he fell on grass. And it was kind of a hill too, so it was yeah. like that one also looked like it didn't have a prep. It looked like the yeah, and it looked like he didn't really have any business trying it to begin with because he didn't. He clearly didn't understand that you need to like push your body away before releasing so that you have forward momentum. Mm. He just kind of tried to drop, and when you just try to drop, mm. your weight is just going to land coming backwards, which is exactly what happened. It's and just... he just fell backwards onto his back and smashed his head. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> He's missing that 10%. He's missing, yeah. <laughs> he had 90%. He had the 90% mental. 10%. He needed the 10% technical. Um, so uh, he's also okay though. I'm not. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm he's not. just recovering from a, a, a concussion. Okay. But yeah. but yeah, he, he in his post he said that he was he was okay and he's doing mm -hmm. better now. But mm -hmm. but yeah. So this is so this is two very recent bails that. Um, have are extremely like high risk scenarios and luckily they were both okay and I use air quotes because they still came out with significant injury yeah um and you know they're lucky that it wasn't worse yeah <laughs> um so a word to the wise is be very cautious working through descents and don't just just assume, and in Christian Green's case, like you can't just assume that um, everyone is going to be like like the last one, and that it's just going to go fine. You have to still go through the process and still be well prepared before you go for something of extreme risk. Yeah, and the, you know, as you mentioned, the the accessibility of it, also, and the the, the popularity, you know, and I think Callum. Powell made a post like years ago. Callum uh, tip? Yeah, made a, made a Callum tip <laughs> about, about the sense and saying, you know, and I, I've heard this, I don't know if he said it in that one or if it was someone else saying that, you know, someone's gonna die eventually. But yeah, like probably, probably, probably someone's gonna die because you're so, and his, his argument was that you're, you're exposed, the, the length of time you're exposed for. Like how long? Like if you do a gap jump, you're exposed for a moment. You're exposed for one leap. If you're doing several stories, you're exposed on the first one. You're exposed again on the next one and the next one. And a lot of these guys are trying to do them faster too. Mm -hmm. So and that's the goal of a lot of parkour is to do mm -hmm. things at speed, yeah. right? Um, and, even, and interestingly, for both of these two bails that happened, mm -hmm. it was the very first one that they messed up. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's literally, they're falling from the highest point possible on these. Well, in Christian's case, I think there may have been another story. There was another went, story, but sure. he didn't do yeah. that one. And mm -hmm. I don't know if it was actually an excess. I don't know if that was actually mm -hmm. a doable cat drop. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, I guess a, the thing, too, is like a, a sense or if they're dynamic mm -hmm. and they're going that high, just as risky. If not riskier, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, and imagine, imagine you're fatigued. Imagine you get, you know, that's again, it's probably why we don't see it because the, the, 
the physicality and the mental needs to be that much higher. Like I even think about the one um, that you never want to do again <laughs> yeah. at the end of uh, Ascension too, where it's like, you're not, you had to tell yourself, you know, like you're not that fatigued when you get to that. Cause you, you, well, did, you did a climb up, you did one and then you did another one, right? I also did mm -hmm. a lot of preparation where mm -hmm. I would literally practice repping. Yeah. Like, the like yeah. at the very bottom only, level. Only, only a few years of prep. Oh, like, four <laughs> years. But I would literally practice repping it because mm -hmm. I wanted to to like make sure I was able to hit it after. Let's say f I would do five in a row. Mm -hmm. I only had to do it two plus like a wall run and a climb up, and there's mm -hmm. a climb up on each one. So I only had to do it twice, but I was doing it five times in a row at the low level because I wanted to make sure that even under fatigued conditions, I would still be able to grab it. So I was over preparing for it, but that was the move that was that needed to happen. So. Um, but yeah, I don't want I don't want to have to do that one again. That one was very exposed. In fact, your feet are kind of inset and you're leaning back and then when you jump, your body comes mm -hmm. out away and you have to be using that undercling to pull yourself forward to make the grab. So that was a very exposed one and um uh, but you know, I was super well prepared for it. I had the technical, I had the physical, and then I just needed to get the mental. Uh, through preparation, and then once that happened, I was able to do it, and I did it twice. And um, yeah, I don't ever want to have to do it again. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think you're you're right in that. That's why we don't see a lot of it is because um, because you have to have the physical capability, you have to have the technical capability of being able to climb up in the first place. But also, you need to be mentally prepared to go for it. Um, and then part of that physical is like make sure, making sure that you don't just run out of gas mm -hmm. so that you, you can still make the last dyno or the last climb up or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, like I've looked, there's a couple that, that Matt Jang has posted where close to the top, it's like, dang, he still, he still had enough yeah. <laughs> by the time he got up there in his, in his barefoot ways. <laughs> yeah, he's super strong too. Yeah. Like it's pretty Im impressive. Um, and he's doing it barefoot, which is like, I couldn't even imagine. The, the thought occurred to me barefoot. I'm, he must have so many people that comment on his posts, like, why are, you, why are you barefoot? And it's like, does it matter when I'm four stories up? Does it, does it really matter when he's that high? It's not like he's going to be landing on his feet anyways. Yeah. Um, so this brings us into climbing. So mm -hmm. climb, climb ups. So part of ascending is getting good climb ups. So now's happens the time. At, happens at the end. Now's the time when I plug the climb up video that we just posted, mm -hmm. which is for anyone who already can do a climb up but wants to improve it beyond a certain level, and especially if they want to include it in lines, if they're doing ascents, um, or just in general, if there's a climb up that's in, in a line. Uh, we all too often we see people struggle through climb ups, especially when they're in lines. And so this video is intended to help that person with three very, um, I would say simple tips, but very, you know, still very difficult at the same time mm -hmm. um, to try to apply in their climb well, up two training. Of them, two of them are also challenges. And I think that um, should appeal to parkour people. Yes, yeah. Two of so, them okay, so here's a question <laughs> I wanted to pose to you, and I, mm -hmm. I mentioned this question earlier before we started recording, but why do you think it is that for a 
skill that's so old in parkour, mm -hmm. why is it that so many people are still so bad at yeah, it? It's like a, it's a center of the circle skill. <laughs> so too many people climbing up a wall. Well. Too many people yeah. out to the outsides, yeah. and not enough people like working their. their That's core definitely game. part of it. And I remember, uh, I think it was Ryan Ford, back in the day. He he threw out uh, corks, and he said, you know, you shouldn't be able to cork before you can climb up. And I don't know if I would go that far because it's probably take you less time to be good at a climb up than a cork. I would imagine. If you start both those skills on the same day, depending on unless someone is like super leg heavy, you know, <laughs> they might have an easier time with the cork than the climb up to get, you know, to a, to a level that we would say you're not struggling through. Because even to put a cork into a line, oh, pretty tough, right? Yeah, for sure. So I would say it probably takes longer to get a high level cork than a high level climb up. What is, I don't know, you're looking like you don't, wouldn't really agree with that, but, but anyway, we chew on that for a second. So wait, you think <laughs> okay. it's high, it takes longer to get a high-level cork than a high-level climb-up? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was, again, that was something that, that Ryan, I think, threw out um, back in the days, because he would see people achieving that skill in supposedly, supposedly doing a sport that fits in the circle <laughs> before they, um, before they could do a climb-up. You know, we look at the... I'm sure if we uh, lined up the Beans crew and asked them to do climb-ups, you, you probably wouldn't be too pleased with their performance there. But Prove me wrong, Beans. <laughs> a couple of them, maybe. Um, but, you know, they, uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of, the style moves are kind of getting, they're more embracing things that are outside the circle than within well, the circle. Cork right? com corks come from tricking, mm -hmm. which is outside of the circle. Mm -hmm. But a cork pre is more inside the circle <laughs> because they're using the structure. Yeah. Um, or like step vault cork, mm -hmm. right? It's starting to get more into, anyway. Um, I, I think the, the thing though, if I do have to say why, mm -hmm. I have to say why, why do we see good climb up but not great climb up or not as good as it could be. Some of it has to do with, and when we say like not as good, is usually there's like a flow break. So, cause I, I think some people just don't get it. They're, they'll see uh, someone get to a nice like arm position. They'll pull up and get to a nice snap arm position and be like, good climb up. There's still a part where your feet gotta get on top of the wall, particularly if there's another move that's gonna happen after. And I think that's where we lose people um, because the standard isn't super high there. Um, but the standard so, also isn't super high for a lot of times for footwork in between moves either, right? And so, sure. so we're kind of um, so here, here's kind of what, what I'm thinking. So like you were saying, people are too much to the outside, and that's why there's still people who are dead center mm -hmm. who still don't who mm -hmm. still struggle with un understanding of climb up. So, mm -hmm. so my my thoughts on this is that. Um, there's less understood about climb-up technique than there is about Kong technique or precision landing technique. And I would say even those skills, there's lots of misunderstandings of how they work, and, and, but I would say more focus is put into developing your Kong than in developing your climb-up. Mm -hmm. Because once you can do a climb-up, most people don't continue improving it. Mm -hmm. But once you can do a Kong, 
you're going to see if you can Kong further or Kong further or Kong mm -hmm. further. And so Kongs are actually easily measurable, whereas climb-ups are more qualitatively measured. And so it's very difficult to understand how to improve beyond a certain point if you don't know what good quality looks like. Yeah. Well, I think you just mentioned it there too, where a Kong, you can do a lot more with the output of it. Like there's there's just, it opens you up like a Kong Pre, right? Mm -hmm. And then, oh, I can Kong Pre further, or I can Kong Pre down to something. I can, there's, there's a lot of different variation, um, but also like output differences. And so people will continue to work because they can collect more challenges, which is also why, like I alluded to earlier, I think the, the video that we put out this week, hopefully, um, you know, if it makes some rounds, it should be very useful to and more exciting to parkour practitioners because there's two challenges in there. Because what we do see popularized is, is you know, the, the level variations of climb-ups, which we're not huge fans of, and you can do both of them. Um, both of them, I can do all five, baby. Yeah, I mean, well, but when I say both, I mean like four <laughs> or five. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, yeah, haven't quite got to five, but again, it's just not something I'm gonna spend a lot of time on. But, What's, what's cool about the, um, the variations that we've kind of come up with, and you know, we, we do them uh, with our, our really advanced students as well, is, is their challenges, their ways of kind of quantifying your, your, your climb up ability without, without trying to do, I guess, the variations that the four and the five represent, right? Because those aren't really gonna help you. Those two variations probably aren't gonna help you so much in uh, connecting lines better or dealing with different structures when it comes to comes to climb ups um but yeah. we have like i'll just talk talk about it you know like we have the deficit climb up and then we have our like inset climb up which is a bit of a rare find but it also it gives you a challenge to do you know mm -hmm. uh, I, I would actually it would actually be kind of neat if uh you know people posted like their highest deficit or, or inset climb up would be Ooh, kind of a cool one that would be a really cool challenge mm -hmm. If you're watching this video and, well, if you have access to a parkour gym, because yeah. you kind of need one for- Next time we get Tim out here. For this. Well, yeah, so. Because yeah. he's got the biggest dyno, so you, you would have to good. imagine he would have. Send us, send us your, your highest inset climb up. And if you don't know what an inset climb up is, go watch our most recent video um, about climb ups. And uh, you can watch it there. Um, so, any more thoughts on this? Um, so, so you, you mentioned the, the, the level four and level five. I think mm -hmm. of level five climb up as being a representation of pulling output, but not necessarily um, like... Also hip mobility. And hip mobility, yes. Mm -hmm. But, I'm gonna use that excuse until I die. But it's not particularly useful in terms, I mean, it, it, you could use a, like training for a level five climb up as a way to develop pulling output but I think you're gonna get more bang for your buck on doing dinos for height mm. and inset climb ups than, if, than you would just like learning how to do a level five. If anything, a level five is more just like a flex or a party trick. Mm. Um, and level four, actually when I went through the process of learning level four, it, it helped me understand climb ups a little bit better in terms of position to catch in because you treat it a little bit more like a Kong at the mm -hmm. end. Um, but I but I don't think that's a necessary process for everybody to go through. Um, in fact, it's probably not going to be useful for most people. Um, so 
so when you get to level three, just whatever that means is level three, because <laughs> there's like a lot of variation within level three. When you get to that level, you're trying to basically improve that style of climb up. And there's ways to do that, which you could find in our on our uh, yeah. climb up video. So yeah, go check it out. And uh, yeah, I'd love to see people like trying that inset climb up and see how high they can get. Give me a measurement too, that'd be, that'd be useful. Yeah. Um, before we uh, wrap up here, we got one more topic I want to touch on quickly. I know you got a, got an appointment to get to yeah. pretty soon here. Okay. Uh, but final, final topic for today is uh, we're giving a shout out to, I don't know how to say his last name, but we're, I'm going to go with Adam Dorr or Adam Dory from, I'm assuming he's from Sheffield because all of the, the, the thing we're talking about is that's where it's occurring, but he's put out uh, parkour bounty. And I've, I've seen, you know, like the word used before, again, um, uh, I think Ryan Ford did a parkour bounty type thing, but definitely lower prize money. Mm -hmm. So Adam's put up a thousand pounds and he's putting up 200 pounds per challenge for a bunch of challenges that are in Sheffield that haven't been done before. And one of them has now been completed by, by Verky, who we got to talk about real quick as well, because Travis Verky has just come on off an injury and put out two monstrous clips, both of them seemingly on wet surfaces and both of them being Kongs. Yeah, imagine, imagine being injured for like half a year and then the first thing that imagine. you do... <laughs> okay, no, 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 I'm not done. Imagine being injured for half a year and the first, the first two things you do, at least publicly, mm -hmm. are the most grim Kongs that are huge yeah. and done while it's raining or at least actively wet. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, I've talked about this before on, on, the, on the pod where, like, I, coming off of injury, like mental is the last thing to come back, and I know his level is so high Not to begin with. So, I, but it seeming it seems like he's just coming back to the same level. Yeah, like he didn't like he, he never didn't miss a beat. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's just absurd. Whenever I see people, they're they're special when they can do that um, because it. I know the just having to do this like twice now, where you know I take a long time off to get something rehabbed and then you come back in and for me it just takes a long long time to and i'm sure he doesn't feel a hundred mentally i'm sure there's there's uh talking about travis it's not clear it's he's not it's not it's that. not clear to us no it's it's definitely not so um he's hiding it super well yeah but yeah like what i mean challenge, those man. two those two challenges would be yeah. difficult to do when it's not wet mm -hmm. right yeah and, 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 and not just difficult to do, but difficult to get yourself to commit to. Yeah, like world-class. World-class world level, yeah. even when it's not wet, mm -hmm. and he did it in the, in the wet, which is just absurd. Like, yeah. how do you, uh, and, and also just coming off of injury, it's almost like you'd be more, you'd maybe be more cautious, like, oh, maybe I'll wait for a dry day to try this or something. Mm -hmm. Nope, not for Travis Verkey. No. Um, incredible, yeah. But, I mean, so what are your thoughts quickly on the uh, on the bounty idea? Well, first of all, I just feel lazy because Travis is out there in the in the wet, just 
Yeah, <laughs> makes, me, <laughs> makes me feel like a wuss. I just, I just feel like I need to achieve more in my it's life. It's like, oh, it's um, wet out, outside right now, and I'm so like, like, oh, maybe I won't train outside. Yeah. So one, one thing I'll say about it, um, first of all, solid amount of cash for a person doing this on their own. I, I immediately start like putting myself in the shoes of, of like Adam here who is uh, putting up the cash and I'm like, yeah, you know, like I could see myself doing something like that, but it wouldn't make sense in Vancouver. I just don't think it would make sense. There's just not as many practitioners and not as many people to, like I could, I could think of a list too of stuff where over oh, the yeah. years we pointed like, oh yeah, this has got to get done soon. I mean, um, one challenge that uh, was a Kong Prix that Holden did in the summer that we had pointed out for a long time, it had been attempted before that no one had ever hit, right? Um, he didn't get any cash for that. <laughs> he just did it for the glory. <laughs> um, but I, but I, I do think it's cool. I think it's, uh, um, I think it's, a, it's a great concept. Um, I know part of it too is like he's a seems to be like a photographer and you know is hoping to get some documentation of them too because they're all like super grim challenges and yeah I could think of things in Vancouver that fit that and usually we just wait until you know SPL comes around and and uh, you know take guys like Tim Champion for a stroll and say hey you want to hit this thing no one's ever hit before <laughs> um, and it gets done. So the need to uh, put up cash has never really been there. But I, but I do like, I, I like stuff like that. I, you know, we're, we're a big fan of, of prizes, basically, for parkour. I think, as you mentioned, glory. And I think that's, you know, where the, where the heart should still, <laughs> or what, that's what's most important. But it is, it is cool yeah, to I see mean, just different ways where cash is being given At the given end out. of the day, I don't think Verky did that one for the cash. No, he's probably like, cool idea. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, I mean, like, sure, he, like, the cash was a part of it. It, like, mm. put a spotlight on a challenge to make it more desirable to try. Mm. But I don't think it's, like, mm. at the, I, you know, 200, an extra 200 pounds because of that one challenge is, like, yeah. you know, I mean, 200 pounds doesn't go a long way these yeah. days. I do have some coach bounties out right now. Oh, yes, you some, do. Some, uh, I only know of the one. What's the other one? Oh, I just extended it. So I started just listing off. I can't even remember. Oh, okay. Um, one of them was, like, one of them was, like, gateful. Oh, gateful? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I have some coach bounties out for our coaches at the gym. So if you can, I'm not going to bother listing the moves. You know, I already listed one, and, you know, someone watching that might be like, I can do that. Do I get the bounty? No, you don't. <laughs> you gotta be you gotta be coaching here um but this was just kind of an added motivation because we have some some youth up and coming that want to learn these skills and a lot of them we can't come close to doing <laughs> and so it helps if they have a little bit of a mentor to learn something so so i do like putting out well it's like it helps, for that stuff. it helps as like coaches to be able to model the behavior that the kids are interested in right mm -hmm. It's like uh, when when Jewel and Bodie were coming up in the gym, and you know I'm doing privates with Jewel, and and he's like, I want to learn swing cast full, and I was like, All right, I, I have no idea how to do this, but I will try to help you, you yeah. know. So um, if I was able to do it, I think that would have been a better experience for him as a student. But ultimately, I did my best, and I supported him, and he eventually learned it and smashed it. So, um, but. 
again, if the coaches have like the ability to do the skills that we're, we're trying to, it's just a way better experience for students because they are able to model the behavior mm-hmm. a lot easier. Very cool. I yeah, love the idea have, of bounties. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, do you have anything else to say about no, it? No, I, I I like the idea of it. Um, it's cool as long as it, as long as the love of the cha- like the love of doing the challenge is like the priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's it's really cool. Yeah. Also, just a side note on that too. Uh, uh, park, the first post I saw from it, and because this is because Callum shared it, but he shared a Parkour UK post. So Parkour UK shared Adam's post. Mm. I do not follow Parkour UK. I am now following mm-hmm. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I thought that was interesting too, that it was shared by by Parkour UK. I just can't imagine like if someone was giving away cash for something in the US and like USPK shared it. Maybe, I don't know. It's just, uh, that's just an interesting thing because it doesn't seem, doesn't seem to be related, but it is happening in the UK and then therefore they're sharing Parkour it. Parkour UK has gotten really good over the last little while of like really trying to like be a better like into better integrated into the culture and mm-hmm. the and the community in the UK and like current events i mean they they actually just put out like a a, a list of events and things happening yeah. that includes competitions including the SPL European qualifier which oh, really? is not even taking place <laughs> in the UK yeah. but, but it's it, open to UK athletes like very open to them yeah, it's so close. it's it's one of those it's it, it's it's an organization that historically was very anti-competition, and mm-hmm. now I think they're moving much more in a direction of like supporting the general culture of where parkour is being taken. Mm-hmm. And so, um, was so it, props was it to really them. Anti? I think it was because there was. Uh, I mean, mo- me. most of this was hearsay, but there was supposed to be a UK parkour championships that ha- mm-hmm. that was going to happen, and then I think Parkour UK came in and blocked it. Mm-hmm. And this was mm. years ago. Yeah. So, um, or at least that's the that's the perspective <laughs> that someone gonna correct us in the comments here. Yeah, we'd we'll love to hear it. Um, <laughs> please do. Yeah. Um, okay, I think we. Uh, I think I gotta go. We gotta go. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. Um, apologies for the burps today. I, I think I was down to like a fish oil before we recorded here. So uh, I'll try not to do that next week. Sorry, Tom. But anyways, drop us a like as usual if you like the video. If uh, these these videos are valuable to you, we'd also appreciate it if you share it with a friend. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll be back at you next week.